Side Hustle Show 168. It's the best passive income model. An update from a listener who took action. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where it's all about ideas, action, and results. Today's episode is part one of at least a two-part series on listeners who took action on an episode they heard last year. That episode was number 108 with Mark Podolsky. Mark calls himself the land geek, and he calls raw land investing the best passive income model because there's no product to build, there's no audience to build, there's no tenants or toilets, and you can get started without a huge upfront investment. And Mark actually explained how he started last year with 10 uh, $300 investments, which quickly tripled to $9,000. So if you missed that episode, or if you want to go revisit it, you can do so at sidehustlenation.com slash land. Or you can hang out and hear what today's guest, Josh Brooks, has today on the subject, because he lays out pretty much step-by-step how he sources his deals, how he finds buyers, and how he sets himself up for recurring passive income. Josh is an army battalion commander. He's uh, an alumni of the Side Hustle Nation Inner Circle Mastermind, and he's uh, the founder of the Enduring Charity Foundation, which I think is actually a really cool concept because instead of a one-time donation to your favorite charity, you can set up your own mini endowment fund that lives on in perpetuity. So that's uh, one of his side hustles in addition to the land investing. Now, Josh has actually been investing in real estate for um, for the past 10 years, actually a little longer, but he kind of accelerated his land investing efforts after hearing Mark on the show last year. For this one, all the notes and links are at sidehustlenation.com slash land one, L-A-N-D and the number one. Um, plus, while you're there, you can grab the free PDF highlight reel with all of Josh's top tips from this conversation. Let's get him on the line and hear how it about 12 years ago, I was leaving Korea with the army and I was actually planning on getting out and becoming a civilian. So I was going to move back to the Florida panhandle from Korea, worked to buy a lot sight unseen in Navarre, Florida. And I think I bought it for $42,000. Sight unseen from halfway around the world. <laughs> yep. It was a nice lot, couple acres, riverfront. And I got to the United States and, uh, you know, I was kind of decompressing. I bought a little sailboat and I'm sitting out on the bay in the sailboat and the phone rings. And it's the same uh, real estate agent that I bought the lot through. And she called and said, I just received an unsolicited offer for $65,500 for that lot. Would you like to sell it? <laughs> and, I, you know, what are you going to do? I said, sure, why not? I was a young man and that was a lot of money. So we sold it. And uh, I discovered that the real estate market in the panhandle of Florida was white hot at that time. This was uh, 2004, 2005. Subsequently, I, I bought another lot that I stood on the ground for about 15 minutes, bought that at 65, uh, had it under contract for sale at 105 before I closed on it, bought another piece of property, 10 acres of waterfront. Most of it was wetlands. Got it for 250, 75% interest only loan, equity out of another property to cover the other 25%, all the closing costs and the monthly carrying fees. So literally no money out of my pocket. Subdivided that one up into four separate lots. And in six months, I turned 250 into 495. 
and that's when uh, we learned about short-term capital gains. Okay, okay. So there's some advantage to holding on to this thing for uh, for 12 months. Yeah. So I was having fun flipping land, and and like many people at the time, you know, I said, well, heck, if I'm doing this with land, why don't I try houses? So I subsequently went into playing with houses, and like most people at that time, built a big portfolio up, and then got slaughtered on the downturn, and had to sell a lot of properties back at a at a whopping loss, and learned a lot of valuable lessons. Oh, okay. Stick with the land; it's more stable in a way. Well, watch out for the bubbles. Yeah. Okay. But then the the other piece to that is, yeah, stick with land, and and here's why. I owned 14 properties at one point and I counted it up and it was like 22 toilets and I don't know, like 17 or 18 air conditioning units. And uh, every day the phone rang and it was just miserable. I don't ever want to do that again. You know, tenants and toilets, they call it. You know, things kind of died down. And then uh, a couple of years back, once I got my feet back under me, I was kicking around the real estate market and I picked up a couple of canal front lots on eBay at auction down in Cape Coral. You know, I was listening to your podcast, a loyal follower of, of the Side Hustle Show. We bumped into Land Geek and we bumped into Land Academy. That's uh, Steve Vitala and uh, Jill DeWitt. Okay. And, you know, just consuming their information and listening. And the idea, the premise is you take land, buy it at a very deep discount, and then you turn around and you make it available to a much broader market through monthly seller financing at a much higher valuation than from whence you bought it. And it it creates a source of passive income. Yeah, this is kind of a fascinating model. This is all part-time from your army job. Right. Okay. Right. I work full time, and the spaces in between, I do philanthropy and side hustle stuff. Yeah. Well, let's let's dial this back and talk about sourcing these deals. Obviously, finding something undervalued and then you know charging a nice markup on it sounds awesome. But how does that work in practice? Okay. So the Land Geek and the Land Academy folks, basically, what they tell you is go obtain the properties in a county that's rural that has a lot of properties that owe back taxes and that sort of thing. Typically. Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Southeast California, uh, Utah, Colorado, you know, there's some areas out there. And then what you do is you find the property that you want. So let's say today I'm going after 40 acre parcels. You know, I either get a list from the county and I scrub it or I go to a property document provider. Like for example, Agent Pro 24-7. You know, you basically go in and you say, Cochise County, 40 acres, owner out of state, tax delinquent. And it gives you a list. And you can buy that list at like five cents a record. And then you scrub it. You get rid of all the people out of a country. You get rid of all the records that have incomplete information. And, you know, typically you pull 200 records and you get 150 good ones. And then you have a form letter, you mail merge into the form letter, and then you send those offers out. And they're basically unsolicited purchase offers. And for a 40-acre parcel, I, I was sending out offers for $2,500. Because there's no, there's no real, like, it's really hard to find comps on something that size. Or it's like it's, the sales are kind of rare? I guess so. I mean, you can, you can find comps. And some people do a much more appropriate kind of valuation that they use to develop their offer price. But you listen to Steve Butala and Jill DeWitt, and they talk about anything below five acres, you want to offer 500 bucks. And then going up from there, you want to add $100 an acre. And when you're at 40 acres, you want to offer somewhere between 2500 and 4000 
So I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of experimenting. Okay. You throw a hundred letters in the mail and you get a one to two percent response rate, not counting the people that call you back that are angry and um, <laughs> angry at at, their, at your lowball offer. Yeah, exactly, Nick. You got to get the vernacular right. It's not lowball. It's forced value generation. Forced value generation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're forced value generating, and the idea is, you know, people call back and go, hey thanks, but 2,500 is too low. And you go, hold on a minute. Let me look at my spreadsheet. Oh, my, you know, my assistant, they priced that one wrong. I'm sorry. Let me go back and look. If somebody's interested, how interested are you to sell? Do you owe back taxes? What would you take for it? And you just start the discussion there. Do these leads lists include that back tax delinquent amount? Yes. But like any, like any list you pull, some of the information is dated, some is incorrect. You know, and, and that's the thing is you can honestly say, hey, let me take a look. I'm not sure I've got the best information. So I may not have made you the, the best offer. So you can get this information publicly from the counties. It's just a lot of legwork to, to make it happen. So this is why these aggregators like Agent Pro 24-7 make it easy for five cents a lead. Right. Because first of all, from the county, you got to ask. Then they've got a mail. Some of them charge. The information comes in a format that may not be easy enough. And I've just done Agent Pro 24-7. So these guys are probably, these landowners are probably getting these similar letters from a bunch of different people. If this is a, a strategy that's been talked about on different podcasts and stuff like that, anything you're doing to make your offer or your letter stand out? To kind of answer your first sentence, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Think about it this way. There are more than 3,000 counties in the United States. Conservatively, there's, you know, I was looking at a small county the other day and there were a quarter of a million properties in that county. 25 or 250,000 properties per county times 3,000 counties, talking about 750 million properties. Say 20% of those are the kind of properties we're looking for. It's 150 million properties. Well, and I would tell you that Land Geek says this all the time. He's like, this is not sexy. You're never going to see a show on HGTV about people buying dirt and trading paper. It just, it's not exciting. Well, the kind of money you're talking about is exciting. Yeah. You know, the thing that they talk about, both of both Land Geek and Land Academy talk about is to distinguish yourself, you put an offer, an actual offer and a closing date. So a lot of people get, oh, I want to buy your property, call me. But these guys say, I'm going to buy your property. I'm going to give you cash for your property and takes the, take this tax burden off your hand. Your 40-acre property, I'll give you $3,000 cash and we'll close before you know April 26th. Okay. And, and the amount we agree on is the amount you get in your hand. No fees, no silliness. A notary will show up at the time and place of your choosing. With the deed, you sign notarize, he hands you a cashier's check, life goes on. Okay. And then so you're responsible for that purchase price at the cash agreed upon price and the whatever back taxes that are owed. And the recording fees, because you gotta send it to the county and normally they charge anywhere from, you know, twelve to fifty bucks to record. So not a huge percentage wise there. Right. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like 
LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, getting these lists, blasting out these form letters not a huge time commitment. How much, how much time would you say you're spending on this every week, or every month? Land Geek and those guys talk. There's a guy over there that's really, really intelligent. His name is Scott Todd, and he talks about 20 a day. He basically has 20 ready to go. And as he, as he finds five minutes here, five minutes there throughout the day, he does, he does 20. That would be your, um, uh, your slight edge habit of just saying, I'm going to do this day in, day out, and I know I'm going to get a 1% to 2% response rate, and, and a certain percentage of those will become deals. Butala and the Land Academy people, they recommend you go through like click-to-print. So basically, you take your scrub list, you upload it onto a printer website, and they print it and ship it off, and you never touch the letters. But a lot of people are big on, you know, the handwritten address on the front gets you a response rate that's much higher. That doubles your response rate? That's a, definitely worthwhile, right? Yeah. And then the other one that I haven't tried yet that I've heard about is they'll go to the, I mean, this one works for me really well. They'll go to the uh, toy store and buy a can of those little army guys, and they'll put one army guy in each envelope. I mean, who's not going to open that to figure out what's in yep, there? Absolutely. The lumpy mail trick. I like it. <laughs> So this is the force value generation. What, what's the, what comes next after that? You build a marketing package. The marketing that I'm doing right now is primarily through a property sales website called Landwatch. So if your audience goes to landwatch.com and they type in my name, Josh Brooks, they can see the marketing packages. I typically do a PowerPoint presentation of the properties using Google Earth, using images from the area, using comparable sales using all the different, you know, tax collector and property appraiser. I'll just, I'll put together a, a slideshow and then I'll save that as a PDF. So people who want a slide packet, they have that. I'll save all those pictures as um, JPEGs. So those are the kind of pictures I can use on social media and in the listing. And then I'll use a screen recorder 
and I put it up over the PDF slide deck, and then I go through the slide deck and basically narrate it, upload that to YouTube, and there's your video. That's the marketing package that I use. Typically, that stuff goes up when I have a verbal agreement. I don't wait to get a recorded deed back in hand. Are you targeting on, so I'm on your Landwatch uh, page right now, are you targeting other investors with this or just people who want to move out to the to the countryside? Yes. Yes, both. <laughs> <laughs> and part of it is, you know, what does the property look like? So there's a couple of properties that sold very quickly that are in a mountainous area. You're never going to get an RV or an automobile up there. You're never going to build a house up there. They're, they're accessible by foot or by ATV. And that's how they're going to be forever. And the person that called and wanted that property said, I want a place where I can ride my ATV, where we can set up, camp, hike. You know, Lake Mojave's five miles away. That parcel borders BLM land. There's the potential to hunt, all kinds of hiking, all kinds of ATV. That was the right property for that person. I should ask before, like, what kind of you're you're buying all of these sight unseen. You're not flying out to Nevada or or Arizona like for each deal. All sight unseen. Okay. Is there a risk yeah. in doing that? Like, seems I guess it's not a huge sum of money, but like, have you ever had anything backfire or go horribly wrong? You find out there was like some ancient Indian burial ground or something on the land. No, no, because first of all, you've got to change your mindset. Everybody thinks because it's land and because you have to do you know a deed and record it with the county that it's this big scary thing. It's just another commodity. It's like buying and selling coins. It's like retail arbitrage or whatever. You buy it cheap, you sell it at a profit. Yeah, buy low, sell high. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, the other piece to this is you've got to do your due diligence. You've got to make sure of what you're buying, who you're buying it from is actually the owner. You got to check taxes. You got to check liens and encumbrances. You've got to be smart about how you do it. And especially for you know, the new investor, either you need to partner up with somebody who's done it so they can talk you through it, you know, th- through coaching or whatever, or you go to a title company and say, I'm going to outsource the due diligence of this property to you. Because if, if a title company does it and they turn around and go, okay, we've looked at it and we're willing to sell you a title insurance policy on it, then you know that the due diligence is good. And most of these are sold as, uh, as seller financing. That's the idea. And I think this is the, the thing that has the real appeal to your audience. And I'll just kind of run through some numbers so that um, you can get a feel for it. Okay. Say I buy a property at $800, which is not uncommon, and I list it for sale at 1995 You wouldn't believe how many people will just be like, okay, that sounds like a good price. You just made a $1,195 profit. Okay. So divided by 800 that's 149%. So flipping is very, very lucrative. I mean, flipping, I, I don't know where else you can get returns like this. Double your money and, and a little bit extra. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's say we take the same $800 property and we say... And now I do it low. A lot of people have additional fees. A lot of people sell them for much more than I do because they can afford to. But I want to generate some velocity. And I'll tell you about my overall strategy in a minute. But let's say $49 down and then $49 a month for 72 months. That's basically 49 or 73 payments of $49. So I bought an $800 property and it's going to return to me $3,577, of which $2,777 is profit over the next six years. Is there a better 
passive income model out there, Nick? Well, this is that's always Mark's thing. I think I've got the best passive income model. And I think he does too. It's like a car payment. I'm going to buy this over the course of 72 months. I'm going to pay a little bit extra than I would if I, it was a cash deal or they don't even see the cash price. They just say $49 a month. I could own this gigantic piece of land. That's awesome. Well, and everybody does it a little differently. I offer the either or. And I say, you know, if you want to pay it off early, there's no penalty. And I'll even cut some of that difference between the the cash price and the seller financing price off, you know, every month that you pay off early. How are you setting these monthly payments or like these cash purchase prices? Let's say that $800 property. Actually, let's go on Landwatch and I find a property that's listing for $4,000. So I've got two and a half acres in, you know, Jones County or whatever. And it's uh, the lowest price that I can find for that property, for that comparable property that is listed for sale on Landwatch is $4,000, okay? Okay. I want to list it for sale for half of that. So I want to sell it cash for $2,000. Now, to do that, I want to buy it. So I, I want to sell it at 50% of my next competitor, and I want to buy it at 12 to 25% of that price. So if I go and make an offer for that piece of property anywhere between $500 and $1,000, I can turn around and have just an absolutely crazy smoking deal when I sell it for $2,000, or I can finance it in the neighborhood of $4,000 and divide that by 73 payments, and there's 54 bucks a month. Okay. So again, just to kind of recap, the lowest price on Landwatch – now, if there's an outlier, sometimes there's one that's crazy cheap, and that'll be gone soon. But if you see, you know, one at a thousand, and then several at four thousand, you know your lowest price is four thousand. You want to buy at twelve to twenty-five percent of that, and you want to sell at fifty percent of that cash, and then finance at one hundred percent. And so the goal here, or, or the, one of the strategies here, is just to create a bunch of these different passive income streams. You have somebody paying me. $49 a month, another guy's paying me $100 a month, and it just, all of that adds up. Right. So let's say, hypothetically, I can get an average monthly payment of $75 a month, and my goal is $20,000 a month of passive income. 20000 divided by 75 is uh, 267 properties, but some of them are not going to be paying, right? Because some people default, and then it takes a month or two to get them resold. Some of them are in process of buying. Some of them are in process of selling cash, etc. Let's say only 70% pay. So we divide by 0.7. Is that 30% default like in, in real estate like or 30% vacancy like in rental housing? Sounds like crazy high. Is that common though for the land deals? That's what they say. They say you can expect about a 30%. And I'm with regard to this style of real estate investing, I'm, I'm relatively new. But the cool thing is you own it outright. So you don't have a mortgage on it where you're worried about like, oh, man, if the tenant doesn't pay, all of a sudden my $300 cash flow is like a $1,200 cash sink. Well, and, th and that's on the ownership side. Now, the other thing that's very exciting about this is on the sales side. You don't sell by recording a deed and taking a note. You sell with the land purchase agreement, which basically says it's like a our payment. You're going to make payments. And when you make all the payments, then I will give you the deed. And if you stop making payments, I'm essentially going to repo the property by declaring the contract null and void and all the money that you've paid, I keep. Okay. And so 30% of the time that happens and you just find a new buyer. And at some point, these properties, those that 30% of the properties, the, the money that you've collected from a couple of defaulting buyers has returned your principal 
and and now it just becomes an ATM. So how close are you to your two hundred something property goal in this uh, in this cash flow? Oh, I'm. I think I've got twenty two properties right now with an, an another two in play. But but again, part of this is get it set up, get my system set up, figure because I'm still trying to discover what exactly works. It's a lot of manual stuff for me. Once I figure out what systems work and where things sell. I can automate and outsource, and then I'm going to begin buying very aggressively. This is a really cool, uh, this is a really cool side hustle. So, <laughs> anything? I'm sure there's a lot more that people need to know. But for people just getting started, I know you recommended uh, the Land Academy uh, podcast, and of course, there's Mark's show that we talked about uh, last year, the Land Geek. Uh, any, anywhere else people should check out? Yeah, uh, 24jbrooks at gmail.com. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> or send me send me an email. I'll be happy to because here here's what's going to happen is if you help somebody one day they're going to come across they're going to send a letter out and the guy's going to send an email back and say yeah I'm happy to sell you that property do you want to buy my other hundred mm, okay okay and if someone needs help with a takedown you know I want them to remember hey Josh took some time talked me through a couple of things he always said if you find yourself in a situation where you don't have the ability to take it down, call me. All right, 24jbrooks at gmail.com. I imagine you'll get a note or two after this. Fair enough. Well, Josh, thanks so much. You can check Josh out at EnduringCharity.org, and we'll also link up his uh, his Land Watch page. You can kind of see his marketing packages and some of the properties that he's got listed. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Hustle on. Don't ever give up. And like Churchill said, don't ever, ever, ever give up. Just keep pushing through. Look at mistakes as opportunities to learn, and one day you'll get the traction, and uh, and you look back and see all those challenges as valuable learning experiences. Hustle on. I love it, man. Thanks so much, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, Nick. Take care. All right. I know it's a good episode when I hang up the call buzzing with the possibility, like, man, I should try this stuff myself. So my top takeaways from this call with Josh, number one, get some education and take action. So Josh mentioned landacademy.com in addition to the land geek who we heard from uh, in episode 108. After the call, Josh said he did invest in the Land Geeks premium training program, which you can learn more about at sidehustlenation.com slash TLG for the Land Geek. And that is an affiliate link to keep the lights on over here. But also, um, he, also Josh mentioned, if you have the, the patience and the tenacity, you can figure out all you, know, all you need to know from episodes like this and other free resources. Number two is... Uh, with an estimated 150 million parcels of land in the U.S., there's almost an unlimited supply of potential deals. So, I, you know, in my scarcity mindset, I was like, hey, you know, if you're doing this and everybody else is doing the same thing, hey, you know, there's plenty of land to go around and they're not making any more of it. And, and you know, think global even if you want to expand internationally. So pretty exciting on that front. Number three is uh, be consistent. You know, this is about sending the offers, making the deals, marketing the properties, and collecting the checks. It's a numbers game. From the sounds of it, your slight edge in this business is the consistency of the action you take to fill up that deal funnel. Uh, you can head over to sidehustlenation.com slash land1, as uh, L-A-N-D-1, to download a free PDF highlight reel with all of Josh's top tips from the call. Of course, if you want to catch up on 
um, the, the Land Geek episode from last year. That's SideHustleNation.com slash land. Um, that slug was already taken, so I had to uh, add the one to it for, for uh, this episode. Now, I mentioned this was uh, part one in at least a two-part series on people who took action based on that Land Geek episode from last year, so I will have part two with another land investor ready to go very shortly. The episodes will listen very similarly, but maybe with some subtle differences in, uh, in a couple of the strategies there. So you'll be, uh, you'll be on the lookout for that. I'll get that out in the iTunes and, and podcast feeds very shortly. In the meantime, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Let's go out there, make something happen, and uh, like Josh did. And of course, I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 